Welcome once again to Live from My Office. Special guest today, Eddie Olchek. Why? Well, the hockey season is winding down quickly. It doesn't look good for the Blackhawks. Playoffs coming up. Nobody knows more about hockey than one of the best to ever play and one of the best to ever call a game. Eddie Olchek. Oh, and by the way, he knows the ponies. Eddie Olchek joins me to talk about hockey and horses and his life and and uh, well, he's one of my favorite people in sports, so I'm looking forward to you hearing him, which we'll get to in just a second. Sponsored as always by David Hochberg and Team Hochberg, 855-56-DAVID or 56david.com. You can uh, send me an email. This is going to be important in our third segment. Is it our third segment or second segment? Oh, who cares? Uh, it, it's important for you to know the email address uh, to get a note to me, and that is thecochranshow at gmail.com. We're going to play a game with John DeCoste before we wrap up, and since we're talking about the Kentucky Derby, one of the great sporting events of the year, we're going to play a brand-new game involving names of horses. And if you pay any attention at all, you know how wacky those names can be. So uh, that'll be a hot game. And uh, you could win apt gift cards from Apt Electronics, pleasing people since, uh, look it up. I mean, it's been a while. They're great. And thank you, App, for that. Uh, check out the show notes, of course, on this and every episode. And uh, subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen. But in those show notes, you will get all the information you need from the guests we have and whatever they're talking about and how to stay in touch with them or Uh, Maybe even get a few questions answered. Um, I think that catches you up. So let's celebrate this Kentucky Derby with a a bit, if you will, that I did on the radio for years and years and years. And that is I I would always pick out funny horse racing calls. And uh, there's been a, a bunch of them through the years. But a few of them really stand up and stand out. So let's go with uh, this call when the winning horse was actually... A very long name, and the guy calling the race, well, he did the right thing when he sung it. Do, re, mi, fa, sol, la, ti, do. I hope you had him to win. Let's go to the call. Sweet over Melissa, second on the inside. Not a peep is third. Alkaline is fourth. They're in the final for long. It's do, re, mi, fa, sol, la, ti, do. Who won by a half a dozen lengths? Ocalina was second, sweet over Melissa third. My second clip I want to play for you is, uh, it's just tremendous. And again, the announcers in the horse racing game are really characters and uh, key to some of the fun. Uh, This race was won in comeback style by a horse named Coming to the top of the stretch, half cat the leader, half cat in front, but here's Stan Pat. Stan Pat up to challenge for that lead as they field, turns for home. Matt Swish on the outside runs in third. Then down toward the inside, it's Feline fell in fourth. In the middle of the track is Arg. Coming down to the final 16th, it is Stan Pat in front. Arg. Arg, arg in front, coming down to the wire. They're coming to the finish, and it's all. And finally, uh, the most famous of the funny horse racing calls, completely legit, a horse race that turned out to be a divorce settlement. You'll understand what I'm saying. Some of you may remember this from the years I've played it on the radio. I think it's only 10 or 11 years old. Uh, But you've got to hear this. 
and uh, uh, I think you'll enjoy it. My wife knows. My wife doesn't know. Here's the clip. Lady Mutata in front. Here come my wife knows everything, and the wife doesn't know on the far outside. Little Miss Macho is fourth or into the stretch. Lady Mutata, my wife knows everything. Center of the track, the wife doesn't know. Into the final furlong, my wife knows everything. The wife doesn't know. They're one, two. Of course they are. My wife knows everything in front. To the outside, the wife doesn't know. My wife knows everything. The wife doesn't know. My wife knows everything. More than the wife doesn't know. All right, we take a break. We come back, and Eddie Olchek joins me next. Don't forget about Eddie's book, out and available everywhere. I hope you'll get it if you don't have it already, called Beating the Odds. And uh, I'm looking forward to you hearing Eddie with me. That's next, right after this. I'm live from my office. If you're moving out of Illinois and purchasing a new home, then you need to do what we do when we have house questions of the financial nature. We always call Team Hochberg, a trusted local lender. According to United Van Lines, one of the country's largest moving companies, Illinois ranked third in the annual outbound report for the ninth consecutive year. Moving into a new home in a new state is overwhelming, so why stress out over your new mortgage? Team Hochberg has originated thousands of mortgages in states all over the country from the comfort of their Chicago area offices. In addition to helping you secure a new mortgage, Team Hochberg can also refer you to one of the trusted local realtors who can help sell your home in Illinois. Point being, you've got stress, you got troubles. Nobody knows the troubles you've seen. Hochberg knows, and he can help you out. If you're moving out of Illinois, call Team Hochberg now to get pre-approved for a new mortgage. Team Hochberg helped me and thousands of podcast listeners and radio listeners before that through the years to secure mortgages on new homes after moving out of Illinois, but they can't help you if you don't call. That's 855-56-DAVID or 56david.com, 855-56-DAVID or 56david.com, and tune in to Home Sweet Home Chicago. Uh, Home Sweet Home is hosted by David Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. on WGN. Homeside Financial is an equal housing lender. NMLS number 112461. This is live from my office, Steve Cochran and my friend Eddie Olchek. Edzo, how are you? Hey, what's up, Steve? How you doing, pal? Well, I really appreciate you taking the time. This is one of your busiest weeks of the year because uh, you know you keep an eye on hockey. But this is all about the <laughs> this is all about the ponies, right? Well, it is usually usually we're right in the middle of the playoffs, and then uh, I duck out and uh, in moonlight as a handicapper for our coverage on NBC and. The Kentucky Derby on the first Saturday in May, back to some normalcy where last year was the first Saturday in September, um, you know, living pandemic as we all are. But it's usually a little crazier because the playoffs are going and trying to go back and forth. But uh, with the season starting a little bit later, uh, we're still in the regular season. So very appreciative and thankful to get this opportunity uh, from Danny Wirtz and Jamie Falcon for allowing me to come down to Louisville and, and work for NBC and, and then I'll be back to see the, the Hawks play their last the five regular season games. And uh, you know, we'll see what happens uh, this coming Saturday at the Derby. So let's, let's go in reverse order here. Let's actually start with hockey because the, sure. se- the season is winding down. Um, I've said this to you before, but I'm going to say it to you again. I think you're the best analyst in the game. You're certainly one of the best to ever play the game and it's uh, it's your hometown team. These are your Blackhawks more than they are mine, um, and uh, it's it, it it grinds me 
to see and, and you know we're a little spoiled right we got three in such quick sure. succession yeah right but right. to see this stretch of five or six years now mm-hmm. um where it's been pretty tough uh what's going to happen with this team well look at I, I think there's a lot there look at i mean it's been an unbelievable run and yeah they've it's been some tough goal here recently, but I think, you know, I think the, the, the worm has turned here over the course of this season. Now, again, it's a short sample size. Stan and his staff, Stan Bowman, that is, you know, they've gone with a lot of young players. So, you know, they've moved some players out. Uh, you know, unfortunately, they've lost some guys to some injuries, but, you know, look at it, it's opened up some salary cap. It's opened up some money here moving forward. And, Look, with the leadership of Rocky and Danny is that, look, at you know, they've, they've talked openly about it. Look, at you know, they're trying to retool and uh, there's going to be some growing pains. Now, what happened, you know, the year before and, and all those other years, that's really in the rearview mirror. I mean, it is a new leadership group and, you know, the fans, uh, you know, they're going to have to be patient. And uh, look, at it, it, look, at, I, I think it's been an exciting year. I said at the start of the year, Steve. I said I thought it was going to be an interesting and exciting year, and yeah. I said I, I, I was I, I, I felt interesting, you know, like I mean, I just I just I felt like, you know, like the the, the possibilities of, of seeing a lot of good things this year was was going to be on the horizon. Look, when you have young players, there's going to be growing pains, and you know, we've seen it with the goaltending recently. We've seen guys go long stretches without being able to, you know, put the puck in the back of the net or, or, or get offensive opportunities. So look, at there's a plan in place, and we'll see how it works out over the course of the next couple of years. And look, at they were right in the middle of this thing, you know, almost right to the very end, and now they've just fallen off. And, hey, that, that, that's, that's just the reality of it. But look, at when you got a superstar in Patrick Kane, you have a superstar in Duncan Keith, and you have an emerging superstar, in my opinion, in Alex Dabrinkit, you got some pieces there to build around. And I think that that's certainly going to be the plan. And look, at the young players have to take the next step now next year, Steve. Like, that will be, right. you know, expectations will be a little bit higher now, right? Like, this year... Not a lot of people thought that the Hawks would be battling for a playoff spot. They did. You've seen the emergence of a guy like Brandon Hagel. Who I think if you watch our broadcast, the great Pat Foley and I, I think everybody kind of felt right away and knew right away how much we love Brandon Hagel. I mean, right off the bat, you know, he has a nose-over-the-puck mentality. Yeah. I mean, he can play in any situation. So well, He's in the right place the at the right time, too, right? I mean, well, he seems right. to know yeah, where he's going. Yeah, no, I mean, look, at he, he just he, he plays. I mean, he plays hard. He's a throwback type of guy. I thought Ian Mitchell had a nice step up. Wyatt Halnuck has really done a nice job this year. So there's lots of positives with young players, but when you get to a plateau in your first year, okay, now you've been around the block and you know what's going on. Now you've got to be able to go to the next level next year. Now, you know, look at, let's hope that we're back to an 82 game schedule next year. And look at, I mean, the division that the Hawks are going to be in is, is going to be a bear. I mean, it's, it's flat out, it's going to be a difficult, you know, division, but the Hawks have to continue to build and, and, and stay with this plan. And, and hopefully these young players can, can emerge and, and take the Blackhawks back to where they want to. So I know there's a lot there, but look at, yeah, it's, I mean, look at the, the organization has used the word unacceptable, you know, before the start of this year. And uh, we know there's lots of changes both on and off the ice and they've got a plan and uh, we'll see how it plays through here moving forward. Well, you know, it's, it's a unique sport in so many ways, but if you look at the NBA, which is clearly a superstar league, you can have, you know, one guy who lights it up every night and four supporting players. You can have one of the greats like Patrick Kane, and you can have to bring it in, 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 but you're switching lines and it's constantly moving and it's speed and it, it's choreography. You got to have a full complement of guys, not to mention somebody great in net. So what about the goaltending? Are we settled there? Do you think? Well, look at, uh, I think you talk about the depth, like that is such an important part. And that's why this organization won three Stanley cups like they did. 
they had incredible depth. Not only you know the superstar players and difference makers and in Kaner and in Johnny and in Hosa and and Duncan Keith and Brent Seabrook, Patrick Sharp, they can go on and on and sure. on. But you had you know you had a guy like Corey Crawford. You know, I mean, uh, an unbelievable goal. I still think a very underrated in his NHL career. Hundred percent, guy that won two Stanley Cups. Now look at you got two goaltenders in there. Malcolm Subban has, has been a backup in, a, in his NHL career. And, and Kevin Lincoln, he got an opportunity to be the number one guy. And, uh, you know, look at I think the jury's still out. I think, again, a very small sample size. But I said it, and I, I knew it as a player. I said it as a coach, and I say it as a broadcaster. If you don't have goaltending, you have no chance to win in the National Hockey League. You right. have no shot to win. And you got to get that. And look at the, the goaltending for the Blackhawks over the last handful of years has been really good. Like, I mean, I, like it has. Like, it, I, you know, I'm not, the Hawks are not in their position, in my opinion, for what that's worth. And I know where I am on the totem pole. I, they're not where they are because of the goaltending. I mean, think about the duo of Leonard and Crawford last year. How, yeah. I mean, they were unbelievable yeah. last year. And, and the Hawks, you know, I mean, they had a tough time in the division and eventually got into the bubble and, and you know, and, and beat Edmonton, and, and eventually got into the official playoffs. But you know, look at you got two young goaltenders. Is, is there an opportunity for somebody else? Maybe Stan's looking at somebody that has a little bit more experience moving forward. He can only answer that question. But look at I, I think that the jury is out on the goaltending because they're still young players, uh, more so Lincoln as far as experience in the NHL. I think he's 25 years old, so he's been a pro for a while in Europe. But those two two guys have have emerged as the two guys, and yeah, there's been some. You know, blemishes, but Lankin has been the guy. He played, what, 31, 32 starts this yep. year for, for Coach Collison. So, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens with the goaltending. So, is there a chance that they're going to go shopping, and is there enough money in uh, the bank to, uh, to, to go buy a big goaltender? I don't even know who's coming up for free agency here. Yeah. I mean, look, at, I, I think, you know, with, with, with Brent Seabrook uh, stepping away and then Andrew Shaw recently stepping away. You know, I think that there is some, you know, some. I think cap space is, is is looking good. I think for the Blackhawks, just with quick numbers that I've seen recently. But again, you got guys your contracts are expiring. They just resigned Riley Stillman, who they got from Florida. You know, so there's a lot of moving parts and, and what have you. Look at the cap is going to stay flat. There hasn't been a fanny in a seat at the United Center, so it's a right. tough goal for for the ownership group and for Rocky and for Danny Worth and Jamie Faulkner. But you know, it's just the hand that we've been dealt, or you know, they've been dealt, and you got to deal with it. So. Uh, like it, it'll be interesting to see. Like, like it'll be really, really an intriguing uh, position to see what Stan eventually decides to try to do as far as his goaltending. Again, you got young players. They they've had some. I'll, look at Lankin and was. I mean, he's had some really, really good stretches. No, he's had some tough stretches recently, and that's going to happen with young players. Are you willing to sit there and say no? That this is going to be the guy moving forward and. And those are questions that uh, you know that will that will eventually be answered, you know, once the Hawks get into off season and then get into the start of next season. Is there any chance the league's going to mix things up based on what they had to do this year, in regards to realignment or a different way to look well, at the we, playoffs? Yeah, we, do have, I mean, we do have a new franchise coming in this right. fall with the Seattle Kraken. So what's going to end up happening is, is the last time I saw it again. Um, forgive me for not knowing 100%, but I think I'm 99.9%, right, is that Seattle coming in, they will go into the Western, you know, the Pacific out there in that division, and Arizona will come into the Central Division, and you'll have eight and eight. So you have 32 teams, you'll have eight, you know, four divisions with eight teams in it. So, um, 
you know, I, my understanding is, is we're going to, you, you can't get across the border right now up into Canada. So, I mean, until right. that changes, uh, you know, I think anything is on the table moving forward. And, and look, at, I, I think we all would like to see, you know, get back to whatever the, you know, the normal is for the National Hockey League. But most importantly, as the league has said, and, and, and Rocky and Danny and Jamie have said this with the Blackhawks, look at Paramount is, is health and, and safety is first for, for the players and the people involved, you know, with the teams, coaches and trainers. So uh, the plan is, is, is to get back to, you know, the normal divisions and uh, we'll have 32 teams starting next year. And I got a little, I got a little skin in that game in Seattle. I got a little blood in that game. My brother, Ricky, uh, is the uh, vice president and assistant general manager for the Seattle Kraken. Oh, cool. Working for, the, working for the legendary Ronnie Francis, the former roommate <clears throat> of mine sure. with the Pittsburgh Penguins. And uh, they work together in Carolina. They helped build Carolina for the team that they are right now. And my oldest son, Eddie, is an amateur scout there, so I got a little bit of skin in the game for the Seattle Kraken. And by the way, a good challenger for one of the best logos in sports from what I've seen. It's a pretty, it's a pretty darn good looking logo, and I love the colors. I love the colors, so it's going to be, it's going to be awesome. Now look at, we saw what happened with Vegas a couple of years ago. Right. Everybody's expecting Seattle to go to the Stanley Cup final their first year. Uh, that would be an awful big ask, but uh, they certainly got the right people in charge there to uh, start that franchise. So it'll be exciting to see how they do in the league, and we'll have, uh, we'll have an even number of thirty-two teams. We'll have sixteen in the East, sixteen in the West, and. For people that may not know, uh, half the teams in each conference will make the playoffs, and uh, you just got to get in because you just never know. So as the league goes forward, you've got these Canadian teams, and, and again, no butts in the seats. And yeah. outside of uh, Toronto and, and Montreal, maybe to a lesser extent Vancouver, Winnipeg and Edmonton and Calgary, paying the bills is a big, bigger stretch. Is there any talk in the league to try to make some way for those Canadian franchises to survive? Not specifically. I mean, there is, you know, there is revenue sharing, uh, you know, for the smaller market teams in the national. It's got to be a concern, think, right? Well, yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't look at, yeah, look at. I think it, look, in all walks of life, there is a major concern considering what the hell we all been living through, not only individually and personally, but you know, professionally, and out there in the real world. And look at, I think that the league has handled this situation extremely well. Uh, understanding, you know, look at we're in the entertainment business and, and we understand and, and we feel for everybody in the real world out there that is going through a difficult time. And not only, you know, from that aspect of, of, of work and, and whatever, but, you know, look at the, the health aspect of this, you know, you know stick handling our way through COVID. Um, but I, look, at, I think, I think anything is on the table for sure, but, you know, look at these, these franchises here are worth a lot of money and, and, uh, the sooner that we could get fans uh, back into the buildings, it's certainly going to be beneficial to all teams. But anything specific with, you know, smaller market teams in Canada or whatever, I, I have not heard of anything specific. And do we know if we're going to get started like with a normal season in October this fall, or is that still up for debate? The, uh, that's the plan. Um, the last thing I saw, I think they're looking at, you know, maybe the second week of October uh, to start the season, the regular season. So that would mean uh, training camp would start the 20 days prior to the opening night. And then let's not forget, too, and, you know, we got the Summer Olympics supposedly this, you know, right around the corner. Right. But the Winter Olympics are supposed to be next February in the National Hockey League. You know, they haven't made a final decision. Of course, Dan Bowman is going to be the general manager for Team USA. Um, uh, you know, are, are, are the players going to go? Are the NHL players going to go? And, 
you know, are you going to have to shut down the league for two or three weeks? You know, how's that all going to play out? So there's a lot of moving parts right now. And uh, the, uh, the people much higher on the totem pole than all of us uh, will we'll be making those decisions. So something to keep an eye on. But it sounds like they want to get back to get back on track and, and start the season there at, uh, in the second week of October. Um, the great Doc Emmerich was on this show a couple of weeks ago saying wonderful things about you. You want to return the favor? <laughs> well, all I will say is uh, I miss them uh, when I'm getting a chance to do our games on the NHL and NBC. And uh, I, I just, there's, there's just this, this feeling that when somebody walks into the booth, I think it's going to be Doc. You know, like sure. they just, you I get know, that. And, and, yeah, and, you know, look, he's doing work for NBC. He's doing some voiceovers. He's doing some unbelievable documentaries. And, and I hear his voice, you know, through the headset. And, you know, I just kind of, I just take a quick little look over my shoulder. And it's like, I wonder, is, is Doc here? You know, like, he's, he's always with us. Uh, you know, he's not there physically, but he is there spiritually. And, and uh, you know, we miss him every day. I mean, he, he's the best. Like, how lucky am I? And I, I get a chance to work with Doc Emmerich and the great Pat Foley uh, pretty much every hockey game that I do and have been doing for the last, you know, what, 14 Well, and it's a, it's a testament, too, that they say the same about you. Now, yeah. Doc well, did tell me. I'm, 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 I'm lucky. I'm lucky. And, uh, I, you know, we miss them. We miss them a lot. No but, question. Uh, you know, I always, uh, we, we love the text and we love the chat every once in a while. And out of out of all of it, I mean, the dinners, you know, I mean, I miss the dinners with Pat on the road. I miss the dinners with Doc when we're traveling. Sure. And, uh, you know, those were, uh, those were really special times. You know, Doc uh, did tell me you turned him into a horseman. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, I get, I get blamed for that a lot around the, uh, around the country is that I've turned people into degenerates. That, yes. Well, I don't know that he said degenerates, but he likes the ponies a lot more than he used to. <laughs> And yeah, yeah, I got to, uh, I got to make sure that I give him a call before the derby this weekend and give him a horse so uh, his stepmom can uh, get her feet wet and uh, <laughs> hopefully make a, maybe, maybe make a little bit of money this weekend. And uh, what's the coverage going to be? When are you guys on? We're on uh, excuse me, Friday. I think we're on from uh, noon Eastern until five on NBCSN, and then we're on at noon on Saturday on NBCSN Eastern until two thirty, and then we switch over. It's a good old Channel Five at home and back home in Chicago from uh, I think one thirty to six. So we're, you know, I think we got what fourteen, whatever that is, fourteen hours of coverage. So uh, good. Not sure how often you'll see me, but hopefully when you do, I'm uh, I'm handing out a few winners. And down the stretch they come. Uh, <laughs> Twenty horses in the field. What does that tell you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that everybody's trying to win the, the Kentucky right, Derby. Right. And, uh, Honestly, there's probably, my humble opinion, there's probably a legit six and then maybe two outsiders. So, look at, I mean, for me, I could probably eliminate, you know, 10 or 11 and then, and then dissect it from there. And uh, give me your uh, two or three faves. Well, I mean, right now. And it's early, going, but uh, your two yeah, or three yeah, faves. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, you know, seeing how the track plays and, you know, the different variants that go into, you know, trying to pick the winner, uh, you know, I. Some people say, you know what, the way you're going today, why don't you just go eeny, meeny, miny, mo? And I might have to try that on, on Saturday if mm-hmm. I'm not doing very well. But um, look at I, the horse that I like going in is known agenda. Now, unfortunately, he drew the number one post position right on the rail, which has been really, uh, what other way to say it? It's just been deaf. I mean, it's just been not very good to, to win the Kentucky Derby. I mean, it's been like forever. Now, the one thing I will say is, again, I don't want to go too inside horse racing here, but in the past, before last year, uh, 
the starting gate was was uh, was like a two-part contraption. You had a, start, uh, a, a starting gate with 14, and then you had an auxiliary gate that had some spacing in between the 14 position and 15. And the way that it was positioned at the racetrack was is that the horse on the rail, when they would break from the chute and go past the stands and under the finish line for the first time, the number one horse would be running straight into the rail if they did, if they couldn't get over. So you had to maneuver and stick in your way all the way over. What's bizarre? Now with this new start, yeah, right, exactly. Now with this new starting gate, you're over a little bit. I think it's like 12 feet or 15 feet away more from running straight ahead into the rail. There is, it, 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 there's a little bit more openness for the number one horse. And I think that's why, because look at it, unless you're a real speed horse or you're a real, you know, classical horse, you'd have a really difficult time because all of a sudden, think about it, you got, you're on the inside and you got all of these horses coming over on you and then you start to get dirt in your face and all that. So look at, I, I like going agenda. Uh, I liked him before the post draw. I don't like him as much, but I, right now, if you're asking me, I would certainly lean towards the number one horse known agenda because with him being on the rail now, I think a lot of people are going to sit there and stay away from him, Steve. So I thought he was going to be six to one in the Derby. I think he's got every chance to be eight or nine to one, which is look at that. Wow. That's my kind of price. And yeah. uh, I'm probably going to build a lot of my tickets around known agenda. Another hot horse I would say is Hot Rod Charlie from the outside. Tactical looks like he's coming into the race, uh, you know, with some uh, with some confidence here. So I, I will certainly be using him. But a lot of my plays uh, will be used around uh, around known agenda. You go to a ten to one or higher ever, and if so, is there anything in the field that looks like well, if the if the if the, if the hooves fall right, who knows? Yeah, I, look, I would say the four horse Saint Hood uh, has been training extremely well. Really? He's actually been yeah, he's been actually training with. Uh, with known agenda, trained by Todd Fletcher, who's won a Kentucky Derby twice. Most trainers have more starters in a Kentucky Derby uh, than Todd Fletcher, and he's got four in this one, so that'll make 59 in his career that nobody has had more starters. But St. Hood has been trading well. Uh, he only has one win in his career. He's only raced three times, but if you're looking for a horse underneath, if you maybe want to play a little show money, if you want to bet 20 to show or bet $2 to show like you will see it. You maybe turn $2 into maybe 18 or 19. So what's wrong with that? It's a big day. That's a nice nice ROI, I would say. Well, you're a good man again. Was that a cheap shot? Was, was that a cheap? Shot? That wasn't. You know, no, it, it amazes me that it, t- it took you 21 <laughs> minutes to give me any shit. I'm impressed. Well, yeah, I know. But here's the deal. Like all, over all of the years, I probably have been on your on your Emmy award winning radio shows, and podcasts, <laughs> and, and whatever else you've done in your life. Like I've probably been on with you 50 times, and uh-huh. I think probably, honestly, 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 I would say maybe out of the 50 times, maybe one time you really wanted to talk to me. The other that's 49. Ridiculous. That's absolutely ridiculous. That is just like so Jim Fry coming out of the dugout of Wrigley Field looking for a reliever because somebody canceled on you. Now, you, like it, you are never the cancellation guest. Before it's too late. Let, let's just, look at, let, let's just put our thumbs on the table here. Before it's too late, <laughs> just tell all of your listeners and your viewers, I don't know if you have a camera on you because I don't have a camera on me. But nope. at the end of the day, Not just December. tell everybody, you know what, Edzo, you're right. There were 49 times where I wanted somebody better than you, but I said, you know what, you know who I'm going to go to? I'm going to go to my friend because you know what? He's going to pick me up and make me feel good. So you know what? I'm glad I could do that again. Let me tell you something. The truth of the matter is exactly this. 
You are one of the most sought-after people in town about all sports, and I only bother you occasionally, even though I consider you a friend. I only bother you occasionally because I know how busy you are, and you're always a good man, and you always step up. Um, uh, okay. Honestly, uh, I'm, I'm never too busy for you. So well, you know, you are. You're a good man. Me. You're a good man. Hey, before we go, I know yeah. um, um, from your era, we got some terrible news uh, this week about the great Chicago Bear, uh, Steve yeah. Mongo McMichael. Yeah. You know, you've been through uh, and deal with a life-threatening illness. Uh, you know what that's like. Mongo is yeah. just in a great deal of trouble here with ALS. Um, yeah. My experience with him through the years is different than yours, but mine has always been he's unbelievable with people. He's great, and I just couldn't yeah. be more worried about him and saying a lot of prayers. I don't know that there's any yeah. words we could use, right? Yeah, no, no. I mean, look, I got a chance to uh, do a couple appearances with Mongo. Uh, used to run with him back in the day because, look, at I, I, mean, I, I was a rookie. In 84 with the Blackhawks, my hometown team. Look, I'm a Chicago guy. You know, I loved every team in town. And uh, when I was a rookie in the NHL in 84, and obviously that's when the Bears were, you know, we were on the verge of winning a Super Bowl. Uh, I got a chance to run with with a few guys back in the day. And, and uh, survive. Was, yeah, yeah, no, that is true. That is true. But uh, some some unbelievable times. And I'm certainly praying for him and his family. And, uh, you know, look at, I think uh, like when I was going through my battle of stage three colon cancer is, is, uh, we have the ability for awareness and to, to have people take notice and do whatever we can to, to help them and help people in the future, uh, you know, battle these horrible diseases. And, uh, we're certainly all praying for him. And, uh, He's a, uh, he's been a, I mean, he's a terrific guy and obviously a Hall of Fame player without question, but uh, we're praying for him. And if you can, uh, in time and money in any form, Les Turner ALS Foundation is a great support system for anybody going through it, including the caregivers. Edzo, stay safe, travel safe, and uh, good luck at the uh, Derby, and we'll see you back for hockey. You too, Steve. Thanks for having me, man. Stay safe. Appreciate it. If you're purchasing a new home or refinancing your existing home, do what I've done, what my daughter has done on multiple occasions, what my sister's done. It's T. Mockberg, your trusted local lender. All David Hochberg wants to do is save you money. But he'd like to thank you for allowing T. Hochberg to uh, to help you, your friends, your family, your coworkers. Uh, with a mortgage in the past year, Team Hochberg funded over $355 million in refinance transactions, which help listeners secure lower rates, shorten the term of their loans, and uh, pay off debt. Save listeners over $275,000 a month. Team Ockberg also helped listeners purchase over $88 million worth of new homes last year. Second homes, too, and investment properties. Look, when the pandemic hit, Team Ockberg helped listeners understand the importance of and explained how to take advantage of forbearance to save their homes. Uh, forbearance? I thought it involved four bears. I didn't even know. T. Mockberg helped me and thousands of my podcast listeners, and they would greatly appreciate the chance to help you secure a mortgage in this coming year. I mean, throughout the rest of 2021, because the sun came up, baby, things are looking better. 855-56-DAVID, 56david.com. And we remind you, tune into Home Sweet Home Chicago, hosted by David, Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. on WGN. Homeside Financial is an equal housing lender, NMLS number 1124061. Back on live from my office, going to do something here I haven't done before in our you know, first 100 episodes plus in season three. We're all feeling for Mongo, Steve McMichael, the great Chicago Bear. Um, he's dealing with ALS. It's one of the worst things that can happen to you. 
and uh, he's a he's a tough guy. I don't need to tell you that. He's brave. He's a fighter. But this is a battle, and he needs your help. And I hope you'll consider helping him. We brought these charitable uh, mentions up in the Mark G. and Greco episode just a couple of days ago. But I want to bring them up again in case you missed it. Uh, there's a GoFundMe page set up for Team Mongo. If you go to GoFundMe.org, search Team Mongo. Uh, it's Team Mongo Steve Mike, McMichael ALS Care. Uh, Team Mongo Steve McMichael ALS Care. You can make a donation right there, and I hope you'll consider doing that. There are these cool-looking Team Mongo shirts, and um, sadly, there are some people selling unauthorized versions of this. Uh, you know, shame on you if, if you're involved in this. It's ridiculous. Um, I know anybody listening to this show would not be, but uh, if you come across somebody trying to sell you a shirt that's not from Team Mongo at ObviousShirts.com, that's the only place you can order the shirts, ObviousShirts.com in partnership with Team Mongo, that's where you get the Team Mongo shirts. Or you can go to the website for links to all of these, TeamMongo76.com, Team Mongo, his number, 76.com, and there's links to Obvious Shirts. And, uh, and thank yous to you for helping out. And if you're so inclined, and I hope you are, say a prayer for Steve uh, McMichael and his family um, because he's in the battle of his life. And uh, he really needs a miracle at this point, and we're pulling for it. This is live from my office. Before we go on this episode, I want to bring in John DeCoste, musical director of the show, a genius comedian, um, and, and frankly, shiftless and, and can't find work in any other areas outside of show business. John, how are you? I'm wonderful. How are you, Steve? Thank you so much for having me on. Well, I appreciate you coming on because it's very important. Um, I have collected a list of actual horse names. As you know, horses can be very creatively named. You were aware of that, weren't you, John? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, yes. Yes. Uh, like, you remember the great horse Saddle Sore. I believe, I believe won nothing uh, because of how, the, you know, he had felt about the saddle. Uh, but, but that's just one example. So here's how the yeah. game's going to be played. I have 10 questions. In each question, there are four horse names. Three of the names are actual horse names. Sanctioned, approved, ran in big races through the years, horse names the fourth is one i made up now the one i made up could come in any order they're not all going to be in the same position so all you have to do is tell me which is the name that i made up and the way people win here and we're giving away app gift cards from our friend steve shapiro and everybody at app pleasing people love since steve. The, love steve shapiro remember their slogan right pleasing people since the middle ages Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Right. right, right. Since 1612. Right. Uh, so all, all, all you have to do if you're listening is listen through the entire game. And at the end of the game, I will total up John's correct answers and I'll tell you how many he got right. You're going to need to know that number because then what you're going to do is email me at thecochranshow at gmail.com. That's the email for this podcast. Thecochranshow at gmail.com. If you are one of the first five to tell me how many John got right, and of course include your home address, I'll send you an app gift card. Seems good, don't you think? I think it's it's wonderful, and I can tell your listeners right now just put in ten because you picked the wrong guy. I uh, <laughs> I studied horsology. I didn't know that. Uh, was that like yeah. a minor in college? No, it was actually my major, and that's why I'm a stand-up comic. Oh well, uh, you know what? It's but, all becoming clear now. Uh, my, uh, 
my paper, my uh, my paper. Look at this! I can't even come Your up dissertation with is that what you're Thank looking you. for? Yes. Thank you. Yes. I was thinking, is it diarrhea? Is it disinfectant? <laughs> the, 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 yeah, my dissertation was on um, uh, the actual names of horses. I I go all the way back to eighteen. 18- 46 or 47. I can't remember. Yeah. Well, those are good days. Yeah. Um, all right. So I will give you uh, these four names in each question. You tell me which is the name I made up. And of course, play along wherever you're listening to live from my office. Here is question number one. These are the names. Horses named. You're my boy, Blue. Horse number two. Slump Buster. Horse number three. Horse. That's right. It's a horse named horse, but spelled H-O-A-R-S-E. You could tell the way it whinnied. And horse number four is Glue Factory. John, which of those four horses is the one I made up? Uh, I know exactly which one because the other ones were all the first and the third and the fourth were all uh, 57, 59, and 68. So it's, uh, it's Slump Buster. Slumbuster is the one I made up, and that is your final answer. You're locking it in. Yeah, I'm locking it in. It's done. It's absolutely incorrect. The one I made up is Glue Factory. Glue Factory. Slumbuster was an actual horse whose name was approved by the naming agency and ran in races. Yeah, that may, that may have been 48, 49. So those are the two years I don't know that well. Go ahead. Listen, much like Slumbuster, you're just getting loose. Here's question number That's two. That's right. All right. Question number two. Here are the names. Horse number one. No soup for you. Horse number two. Magic carpet burns. (laughs) Horse number three. Horsey McHorseface. Let me give that to you again. Horse number three is Horsey McHorseface. And horse number four. I'm just in it for the oats. So, uh, and by the way, at any point you want me to repeat these horses, let me know. But those are your four. Which of those is the one I made up? Uh, Steve, this is probably the easiest one you're going to give me. But that is, uh, I think it's number three. It's Horsey McHorseface. Horsey McHorseface is incorrect. That is an actual horse that ran. Horsey McHorseface actually ran and won a couple of races. The one I made up is just in it for the oats. Holy cow. Okay. By the way, uh, another true story from question number two, Magic Carpet Burns, another horse that ran and won. His his father's name, not making this up, was Foreplay. Oh, my God. Okay. We move to question number three. Remember, there are four horse names. One of them I made up. That's John's job. Figure out which one I made up. He has nothing on the board right now. Horse number one. What am I, chop liver? Horse number two. Junk in the trunk. Horse number three, that's what she said. Or horse number four, whoa. Which of those is the one I made up? Uh, Steve, this again, uh, these are just too easy. It is horse number four. It's whoa. That's exactly right. That's a winner. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. You're on the board. Let's go and add up your totals here. It's one. You have one. One. I'm going to ask that up, but thank you. <laughs> Question number four. Here are your choices. Horse number one is a horse named Pants. Horse number two. Imagine that call down the stretch. Horse number two is a horse named Bunny Killer. Horse number three is a horse named Yakahicka Mikadola. Or if you prefer, Yakahicka Mikadula. 
And horse number four, stop hitting me. Which of those is the one I made up? Steve, I'm going to go with number four again. That is, uh, what is stop hitting? That's exactly right. But that, come on, that would be a great name for a horse. It would be, actually, it would be the best name of all of those. But whoever named it, Yakadaka Makasaka, what was that? Yakahika Mikadola. Yeah. Tell me they didn't sit in a room and go, we got to make the announcer say that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's why the announcers drink. We move on to question number five. You have two points. Two points, John. Question number five. Here are your choices. Horse number one is Bodacious Tatas. Horse number two is Ha 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 Ha. Let me repeat that for you. Horse number two is Ha 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 Ha. It's nine Ha's if you're if you're counting. Oh, is it nine? Okay, because I'm writing that down. I wasn't sure. Horse number three is Give Me Another Name. And horse number four is bad knees. Which of those is the one I made up? This is a tough one. Um, I was wondering if I could take the rest of this in a gift certificate. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. We're going to need an answer. Can't do that. Yeah, yeah. We're going to need an uh, answer. Give me, what, what was uh, number two? Uh, ha, 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 Number one uh-huh. was bodacious tatas. Number two was ha, 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 ha. Number three was give me another name. And number four was Bad Knees. Which of those is the one I made up? Again, I'm going to go with number four. It's Bad Knees. That's exactly right. And you know what? I thought you might get that one because obviously it's a throwback to the excruciating pain I live with (laughs) now that I had my knee replaced. Yeah, you you, you kind of tipped your hat on that one, your hand on that one. That was, uh, yeah. For those of you considering knee replacement surgery, I'm kidding. It was fun. All right, so... Here are the choices now for question number six. You're over halfway home. You've got three correct answers. And frankly, that's three more than I thought you would have. So good for you. That's right. Horse number one in question number six. Horse number one is a horse named Trauma. Horse number two is May the Horse Be With You. Horse number three is Passing Wind. And horse number four is Nofecta. Is it trauma? May the horse be with you, passing win or no facta, which is the one I made up. Steve, I'm going to switch it up here. I'm going to go with number one. What is trauma? Trauma is actually something the horse suffered from being named trauma. That's the actual horse's name, and that's a real horse. Amazing. No facta is the one I made up. Not a trifecta, oh, a no facta. That's ridiculous. I thought that was the, I thought that was the sure one. <laughs> We go to question number seven. Number seven. John, are you enjoying yourself? I'm having a blast. This is, what else would I be doing? Well, this is probably a good time for us to mention coming soon, a return of the most, well, popular game show in America. Hey, who tweeted? Um, So we'll be bringing that back. Yeah, solid. Yes. All right. So question number seven, four horse names. Which one did I make up? Horse number one is Panty Raid. Horse number two is Why Kick a Moo Cow? <laughs> Why? Can't I'm sorry. Could you repeat that, Steve? I don't. Horse I number two is. I think the. I think the way it's said is important. Horse number two is why kick a moo cow. Horse number three is I'll have another. And horse number four is Mr. Ed's bastard son. Which of those was made up? Okay. Um, 
Steve, again, these are so difficult, but I'm going to go with number four, Mr. Ed Bastard's son. That's exactly right. And as you can tell, it's not like I'm keeping them in the same order. Uh, no. That is four points on the board for you now. Four points. And if yes. we go and check the record books, that is record because we've never played this game before. I was going to say, they, they, I'm, the, I'm the GOAT right now. Uh, we go to question number eight. Here, you, you hear this noise? I, yes. shu- I shuffled the questions. I just wanted to make sure the answers were shuffled up a little bit. Oh, that was pretty good. Yeah. All right, four horse names. Horse number one is Hung Like a Jockey. Horse number two is Hannibal Lecter. Horse number three is 18 Characters. And horse number four is Fifty Shades of Hay. <laughs> Which of those is the one I made up? I was going to go with number four, but I'm going to, uh, I'm going to backtrack to number three, which is, um, please repeat it for me. 18 characters? 18 characters, yes. 18 characters is the legal number of characters that you can have, maximum number of characters that you can have in a racing horse's name, in a thoroughbred's name, uh, 18 characters. So it was kind of a, you know, a smart-ass name that they gave a real horse. God. The one I made up was Hung Like a Jockey. (laughs) All right, John, you stand at four. There are two questions remaining. I think everybody would be very pleased if you got to a 50% mark or what I like to call your high school years. Uh, (laughs) Yes, yes. So let's get at least one of these last two right. Are you ready to continue? Let's go. Let's go. I'm going to roll. Let's go. Come on. Question number nine. Which of these did I make up? Is it horse number one pianist? And imagine if it's a tight race making that call. Is it horse number two, shakalaka boom boom? Is it horse number three, Lasix lover? Or is it horse number four, riding Miss Daisy? Which of those is the horse I made up? (laughs) I'm going to go with number two, Steve. I'd like to go with number two. Number two, shakalaka Uh, boom boom? Shakalaka boom boom. Shakalaka Boom Boom won only one of its races as a three-year-old, but felt good about itself. The one I made up was Lasix Lover. Lasix, of course, is what makes horses go pee-pee, and you can't have too much of it or they'll disqualify you. Um, all right, your last chance to get to okay. the 500 mark. I feel gotta, good about that. I got to shoot 50%. I got to shoot 50%. I, I, I like your chances. I really do. Horse number one. In is question number 10. Final question. Horse number one is hoof hearted. I want to make sure you understand what I said. Hoof, H double O F, hearted, H E A R T E D. Right. Horse number one is hoof hearted. Horse number two is G, G E E. Horse number two is G spot. Horse number three is F and X. That's E-double-F-I-N-E-X. I'm spelling it so it makes some sense visually. Okay. F-N-X. Or horse number four, no shot whatsoever. Which of those is the one I made up? So this is the last one. So I have to I had to work this one out. And, uh, and the fact that you had to spell the third one means you didn't make it up. Okay. So, and the first one. Hoof-hearted. Uh, uh, I think I know that's for a fact that's a horse. Mm-hmm. I, I think I pretty much know that's a horse. Uh, so it's either two or four. Two and, is uh, G three, spot. Right. And, and four, four was, was no shot whatsoever. Not long shot, no <clears throat> shot whatsoever. 
Uh, I'm going to go with number four, no shot whatsoever. You did it. You did it. You're a 500 hitter. You're halfway. You're a 50% player. You have five correct answers. So remember, if you are one of the first five, to email me at thecochranshow at gmail.com and say, hey, John wasn't great, but he did get five right. And make sure you include your mailing address. I will send you an app to gift card from app pleasing people since the dinosaurs died. Um, so there you go uh john i think your performance was uh well really exemplary you know it was harder than you, i think you thought it would be right oh no question about it yeah. and uh with uh you know, when you think of how ridiculous these names are mm-hmm. it it is hard it is actually you know um and it's weird because i thought one of them would be my balls <laughs> no no my my balls coming up on the rail you know that, that that could be a name. I haven't seen if they have a full field in the Derby, uh, so keep an eye on that. By the way, FNX, E-F-F-I-N-E-X, that's a name an owner gave his horse right after he got divorced. FNX. Oh, oh my God. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so. that's very good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, see, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I, was, uh, I knew that you had to spell it. It wasn't going to work. Uh, this has been a brand new game that we likely won't play again, or if we do, it won't be until next year. Oh, wait, it's a triple crown. Eh, maybe we'll do it by the time the second race comes around. Obviously, I have no plan for live from my office, but I do have a plan to say thank you, John DeCoste, for all you do for this and all the other shows I've uh, been a part of at very little pay and only minimal appreciation. So thank you. I thank you so much for having me on Well, that's it. And many of you are saying, well, that's enough. This is live from my office. Thank you, Eddie Olchek. Thank you, Ross Cochran, for, as usual, putting together this show. Thank you, son. Fabulous work, as always. And uh, we will be back to do this again because we drop three new episodes a week unless uh, something dramatic has happened. And maybe we'll do four. Uh, three's good. Uh, so please uh, subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen. Tell friends to listen as well. And we'll see you next time on Live from My Office. 30 years plus on the airwaves. You have turned your dial to me. Now you're tuned into my podcast. It's Live from My Office, Steve. From Ithaca, New York, to Carolina South. W. Cochran Steve From Minneapolis And then Chicago twice Top-rated shows achieved Sit back, relax, and now listen to my show When or wherever you are Cause you're on the go A-list celebs with some laughs And great info Live from my office The Steve Cochran Podcast Show Yeah, yeah, yeah no better place to be Yeah, 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 Subscribe and like for free Yeah, yeah, yeah Live from my office, Steve So glad you're with me It's live from my office, Steve Thank you for listening to Live from My Office A service of Monkey Run Productions All rights reserved The podcast is hosted by Steve Cochran And it's mixed, edited, and produced by me, Ross Cochran Steve is available for corporate speaking gigs. He would love to emcee your event. And occasionally, he's funny. Thank you for listening. Head to CochranShow.com for more.